Welcome to the Hiregenics Hiring Academy series. Our expert, Valerie Quinato, will share insights and tips to help you land your dream job. So turn the volume up, grab a pen and paper, because class has started. Hi, welcome to the Hiring Academy series for Hiregenics. I'm Gabriela Salazar, and I'm here with Valerie Quinato. Hi, Val. Yes. I am Valerie Quinata, and I am the Senior Vice President for Sales in the Southeast Region. The Hiring Academy series is something I've been really enjoying preparing for you all and sharing with people, because I believe that the key to getting the job that you want can be found in preparation for an interview. Valerie, could you tell us a little bit about why it's important to prep for an interview? It is so important to prep for an interview, not only because you want to be successful and share your best self with your potential employer, but because you also want to find out and understand if this potential employer is right for you. This also needs to be an interview of the company that is important for you to know if you're a good fit and if you would be happy there. I completely agree. We also need to know if you're going to be happy uh, with what we're going to be doing, right? And if we're a good fit for the company we we want to work for. So what are some of the most common mistakes that people make when preparing for an interview? I would say the, the first one that is most important is you prepare yourself in terms of what your experience is and what you think the company is looking for. But what you really want to focus on is helping that interviewer make the match between your skills and capabilities and the client's needs in that role. So in order to help make that match, we're going to talk a little bit about things that you can do in the interview prep process that will take care of that gap. Some other things that are, they're fairly common. There's something that recruiters probably um remind you of prior to an interview, but it still happens quite often that uh, you might be late for an interview. You might not know exactly how to be dressed for the interview. You might have you know, issues with bandwidth and phone battery power, just some of those basic blocking and tackling interviewing logistics can also um, become a mistake if you have not prepared yourself for them. How can a recruiter differentiate between someone who is prepared and someone who just decided to wing it on the spot? Well, there's two ways. And in one, it's really about whether or not they have good, ready, easy answers to questions. And we'll definitely talk about how you're going to take care of that today. The second way is that when someone is truly comfortable with a domain of knowledge, when someone's experience level is solid in an area. Your style in an interview is conversational because you are so well acquainted with the material that you're talking about that you are having a conversation with the interviewer. When you are not prepared, then you're trying to develop those answers on the fly. Conversation is a little stilted. You might be memorizing things instead of actually talking through nuanced conversation. And so that's What we're going to talk about today is how you can prepare for an interview in a way that leaves you with a conversation instead of memorization. Yes, let's definitely get into that. Just a quick question. So is researching the company enough preparation or are there any other things we can do to prepare? 
That's a great question because definitely researching the company is a starting point. It's a must, right? You definitely want to go out, take a look at the job openings that they have, not just in your area, but in tangential areas. So you can see, all right, my team would look like this, but it looks like they've got a lot of other openings in this area of development. So maybe they're very shorthanded, right? So you'd want to develop a question about that. So researching the company is definitely where you start. But you also want to, again, develop links between what you're seeing on the company's website, what you're seeing in the company's news articles, what you're seeing in their LinkedIn posts, and the job that you can do for them. Definitely. Yes. So let's get into some interview prep techniques now. What are some that you can tell us that have worked well for you with clients and how can people walk through their resumes? And so one of the things I want to share first is that many times in this space, you will hear people talk about the STAR method of interviewing. And that's the method where you create quantifiable statistics about the business problem, how you solved it, data on that proves that you solved it. And that is a great approach. I talk with people about an approach that's a little bit different because again, I've learned that everything that you can do to help an interviewer make the match between what you bring to the table and what they need as a company is going to get you closer to that next interview and closer to that offer. So the way to help them make the match is by doing some homework on the job description itself. So what I recommend that people do is take the job description, check with the recruiter always and ask them, is this job description a generic description or is this job description what the hiring manager is going to be looking for and talking to me about? You need to get from the recruiter a job description that it most closely represents what that hiring manager is going to be looking for. Once you have that job description, then you're going to sit down with it and you're going to take each bullet point in the job description, whether it's a bullet point about your responsibility area or a bullet point about the skills and requirements of the position. And you're going to write down next to each bullet point where you have done what they're talking about in that bullet point. And in some cases, you're going to have a lot to write down because it's where you have a good, strong match between what you can do and what they're asking for. Once you've completed that process, you'll see which bullet points have the most material that represents the strongest match between what you can do and what they're talking about. Once you've completed that, you've also internalized a good portion of the job description itself. And that job description is the only thing that the interviewer has to go on to determine whether or not to move you through to the next stage in the process. So the more you know about that job description, the more that you show that you've worked with it and that you've internalized it to the point that you're having a conversation about it, the more they get the idea about your willingness to prep, to spend time, to research. They can see that you've done your homework because you're talking about specifics in the job description. So spend time in the job description and write down where you've done what they're talking about for the bullet points in the job description so that you can see where the match is. That is a great way to talk about yourself and uh, your skills, right? So speaking of skills, what would be the best way to showcase our skills? 
That is a great question because it's the next question in this process. Because as you write down your answers and identify where you've done what they're talking about, you will find that there are areas where there are gaps. And sometimes those gaps are there on purpose, because if you really do understand the position, you'll see that there's a gap and you'll ask a question about it. And other times it might not have been placed there on purpose. However, you showcase your skills by having dug into the job description and identifying gaps that you're asking questions about. And anytime that you get to ask a question, you are going to craft the question so that you front load it with a positive idea about yourself, and then you will ask the question. So when you see a gap, let's say, for example, um, there is not a tool listed. There is, for example, it's a uh, it's about an HRIS position, but the HR tool has not been identified. They would expect you to have a question about what that HR tool could be. But instead of saying, can you tell me about the tools that you use? You always want to front load questions with something that you are capable in. So you'll say something like, you know, I've used um, success factors and Workday and Taleo. Are one of those tools in your organization? So now, instead of just saying, tell me about their tools, you've told them about three tools that you know how to use, as well as getting your question answered. You've identified your skills. So as you're going through and you're writing down every time that you've done what they're asking for in the job description, When you see a gap, develop a question and front load the question with a capability. That's how you showcase your skills. Wow, that is an amazing technique. I never would have thought of that. And that is such a great way to build confidence as well, right? So now we've established that interview questions are always important to ask the interviewer some questions, right? What are some of the best questions we can ask? apart from the ones we already discussed uh, regarding anything that is a gap? Some of the best questions to ask are questions that you craft in order to humble brag. So a question that I hear a lot is, how do I, how do I show them that I am really good at something without sounding arrogant and condescending and inappropriate in the interview? And the answer is to make it part of a question. So you've identified everywhere that you do what they're talking about in the job description, you've seen the gaps, you've crafted questions about the gaps, but you've also seen, and you're probably excited about two or three areas where you are a really strong fit. In those two or three areas, you want to craft a question that you'll front load with your strength and then ask a question as part of that. So if you know, for example, that you are, you're a power user of um, success factors and you've specialized in the compensation work that's part of that tool, then you want to craft a question that says, you know, I'm a, I'm a certified compensation analyst in the success factors product. Um, are certifications important? Do your teams look for that type of capability? That is amazing. <laughs> Such a great way to uh, feature yourself within within those questions. So moving on, can an interviewer give you feedback during an interview? Yes, this is probably the most critical question that you will have because you are 
a great fit for the job. You are an excellent employee. You know that there's nothing but upside to having you on the team of people that you're talking with. However, once you walk out of that interview, you have lost all control over what's going to take place next in the hiring process. They are in front of you in the interview, and that is the time to ask for feedback. And again, you want to craft your question in a way that relieves the interviewer from any sense of being uncomfortable, and it makes it easier for you to ask the question if you prepare it in advance. And there's nothing wrong with saying in the interview, can you tell me about next steps? Will there be a series of interviews? Can you tell me, is there going to be an interview where you'll want me to complete a project? Can you tell me what's your gut feel for my fit for this position? Those types of questions get you answers right away because once you leave, it will be difficult. Now we'll talk a little bit about how you can get in front of the hiring manager after the interview is over, but it's entirely acceptable. And really, I encourage you to ask at least one question near the end of the interview about what will happen next. Yes. So how can someone best demonstrate their enthusiasm for a position and the company during the interview? And so first, if, it, if I haven't made it obvious <laughs> up to this point, first is to be prepared and have done the homework. It is always gratifying for an interview when the candidate has taken the time and put some effort into how they're presenting themselves during the interview. So that's number one. Second is you can tell them, you can absolutely tell them halfway through the interview, two thirds of the way through the interview, I am loving everything I'm hearing. I'm so excited about this position. I love what you just shared about the team. Just tell them, just tell them. And afterwards, and we'll talk about what you can do afterwards. You always want to say, you know, please consider me an enthusiastic candidate for this role. Absolutely fine to let them know. I agree. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> All right. So how important is it to follow up after the interview? What are some effective ways to do this? So it's very important to follow up after the interview. You want to get your name in front of the hiring manager in a positive way. That's really the guideline. You want to get your name in front of the hiring manager in a positive way as often as you can without becoming annoying. So a great way to do that is your thank you note. I encourage thank you notes. They do not need to be long. I suggest four sentences. The first sentence is, thank you for your time during our interview for X role on X day. Second sentence is, I'm really excited about this opportunity. Third sentence is something that happened during the interview that shows you were paying attention. I especially feel that I can contribute in the area of X because of my experience doing Y. Fourth sentence, please let me know if there's anything else I can share with you. I look forward to further discussions. End of the thank you note. Send that thank you note and connect with them on LinkedIn. You know, just that kind of pace once a week, twice a week, being connected with them and use your recruiter to understand exactly where things are at in the process and what would happen next. 
I love that. Thank you. So before we leave, is there anything else you consider that is important to mention? When we talk about questioning, other questions that you can have to ask the interviewer, it's always encouraged to ask about the team that you'll be on. Tell me about the team. What is, what's the size of the team? What does the team look like? It, while it sounds sort of generic, it is absolutely appropriate to ask what the biggest challenge the hiring manager has for this role. So you want to think about just a couple of questions like that. Let the hiring manager tell you about the team and the environment because you want to know that. It's absolutely okay to say, is this a new position or is this a position that someone has left? and have them share with you about that. Because if they say it, what, it's an existing position and the person was promoted and now they're in this role, well, you want to know that because that shows a career path that could be there for you as well. So also think about those questions you can ask the hiring manager about the team and the environment that help you make a decision about the company and whether it's a fit for you. I want to thank you so much, Valerie, for being here. And thank you everybody for listening today. This has been an amazing opportunity to learn about how we do interview prep through the Hiring Academy series for Hiregenics. My name is Gabriela Salazar, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for being here, everyone. Thank you for listening. Remember, the key to success is preparation. So stay tuned for our next episode of Hiring Academy series. For more information, visit www.hiregenics.com backslash podcasts.